in a world where we are so divided, so polarized, one organization is proactively working to bring unity. That organization is the Kingdom Group International, and I'm Elmo Winters, host of our live podcast, Building the Bridge. Join me as we build the bridge together that will unite us all. Welcome to another great episode of Building the Bridge podcast. I'm Elmer Winters, your host, and we're glad you're with us today. In fact, today we interview another active bridge builder on the podcast who I call a dear friend in men's ministry. And what I love about this guy is his passion and his knowledge of how to reach young men for Christ. And he's also not afraid to get in the trenches with the guys he leads. But I will let him share more about that with you. Welcome, Scott Hamer, to the Building the Bridge podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well, Elmo. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm extremely honored uh, that you had asked me to, be, to join you today. Well, Scott, it honors us. It blesses us to have you. And I just want to say thanks for being with us today and allowing our listeners, many who do not know you, to learn about what it is that you do, learn about what we call another bridge builder who labors to make a difference in the lives of young men. I believe this is so very vital what you're doing. So um, uh, let me say you you bring... Thank you. You bring a different dynamic to us today as much as uh, you are uh, building bridges that involves young men, but you're also concerned about uh, the issue of diversity. And that's what connects us so very big. So tell us who is Scott Hamer? Introduce yourself. Well, actually, we've known each other for a while, and this is very common, but um, I hate to correct you on the error, but my last name is pronounced Haima. Oh, it's like it's you. like saying hello to your mother. That's okay. a, a good way that you can remember it. Okay. It's a good Dutch name. Thank but, you. <laughs> uh, I, you know, um, I'm extremely passionate about investing in the next generation. Uh, you and I were both on a uh, Zoom call recently recently with Robert Lewis, who wrote the book Raising a Modern Day Knight. And it was awesome. And it was great to hear him uh, talk about some must do's that we need for our next generation. And I uh, established this passion through my father. Um, I was a Cub Scout um, when I was in elementary school, living up, uh, growing up in a suburb of Detroit, Michigan. And uh, when that the next year when I was to do it, they said, if you were going to still be involved, your father has to be. And so um, I told him that. And he said, well, if I have to be involved, I think that I would rather be involved with this. And what he meant was the Royal Rangers group Mm -hmm. at our local church. And uh, he had read about it at church and he actually started it. Royal Rangers is a ministry extremely similar to Christian Service Brigade, of which I vocationally work for, but uh, predominantly denominational in the Assemblies of God denomination. 
And so my dad was my leader and I thrived in it. I, I loved it. When we moved to the Buffalo, New York area, when I was 13, I, we, we continued on the church we attended had a Royal Ranger outpost. I earned its highest level of achievement called the gold medal of achievement. Um, kind of like what the boy scouts have in, uh, is it the Eagle scout. Mm-hmm. And so my father actually, um, he's still involved at 87 uh, oh. in the New York State District here uh, in some capacity and and helps out. And so I, uh, you know, that that finishing well aspect, <laughs> my father has also uh, taught me. But the the passion that I have for the intergenerational masculine discipleship started with my dad. I also was. Um, you know, out of out of school, thought that I would be an engineer, and took a couple different paths and mm-hmm. roads. I um, ended up joining the U.S. Air Force. Spent four years up in Fairbanks, Alaska. I loved it up there. And it was while I was there, I um, had some time, and I took an evening class mm-hmm. of accounting. And I took accounting 101, and I aced every exam. And I'm thinking, hmm, <laughs> maybe this is the path. And the direction I should take. Uh-huh. So I was transferred to uh, Kentucky, took some classes at Eastern Kentucky University, and then ended up getting out after six years in the Air Force, finishing up my accounting degree. Amen. And I, I worked at several different uh, places, including the Buffalo Sabres professional hockey team. That was a really, really? fun job. Yeah. Yes. Uh, before God called me to full-time ministry and vocation, uh, working with Christian Service Brigade. Amen. You know, Scott, you touched on several things. In fact, you made it quite easy for me to interview you because there are certain questions I wanted to ask. The part you bring in about your father is very near and dear to my home uh, because like you, I had a father who was in my home, who was in my life, who actually encouraged me. And I'm convinced today I'm the man I am because of my dad. Unfortunately, that's not the case with so many in our world today. Uh, But tell us, tell us about what you're currently doing and uh that history was just superb i'm glad to know how strong of a man of integrity and all that you are tell us about what you're currently doing yes when i uh in uh, in the late 90s mid to late 90s i had uh switched churches and i started going to a church that uh, had um, a ministry called christian service brigade and uh, it took me a couple of years, but then I finally um, got into it and, and uh, with my youngest son and they, I, I started to, you know, get involved very sparingly, but then um, my passion just uh, came out again and I jumped in with both feet and I was volunteer and, and pretty soon after that I was uh, heading up our local, they call them units, like Royal Rangers calls them outpost, um, Boy Scouts call them troops. Oops, yes. uh, in, in Christian Service Brigade, it, it's called a unit. And bef- uh, before you know it, they had asked me to, to be the head guy. Mm. And so uh, I, I, I love that administrative leadership aspect of it, because this is just about just as much for the men as it is for the boys and young men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, five other guys got involved in it the sa- around the same time I did. Mm-hmm. We're all still involved in some way or another, Amen. all six of us. And I cannot imagine my life without them in it. Amen. Uh, the, the brotherhood aspect is huge in, in that regard. And it's been 
you know, that was 1999. So, you know, 21 years ago and to have a brotherhood to last that long, I, I can't imagine my life more blessed. Hmm. And, you know, so I, um, I was, I was working in the, the finance realm and the, we have, there's some field staff across the country and, uh, you know, Sam Richbart, Elmo, mm -hmm. uh, he heads up one of our brigade camps mm -hmm. and he was, uh, stepping away from regional director to concentrate on the camp side of the ministry full time. Mm -hmm. And, um, one thing led to another and I was asked to serve, um, full time with, uh, CSB. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking, should I tell him no now or <laughs> in three days when he wants to hear, you know, because uh, our field staff are missionary type roles. Mm -hmm. You raise your support. Um, you know, it, it's it vocational ministry. Um, I always would be a volunteer, but mm -hmm. I didn't know that I would end up doing this as my vocation. Mm -hmm. I, again, have never felt more blessed in Amen. as far as my purpose and, you know, to be able to, to do as your vocation, what your passion is, mm -hmm. it's like, wow, doing ministry is definitely difficult and uphill, but mm -hmm. most of it never feels like work. Amen. <laughs> so, Amen. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely blessed in that. And so um, we partner with local churches across um, North America to train and equip men mm -hmm. to mentor and disciple boys and young men. Amen. We've been doing it for 83 years now. Uh, a quote from our founder. Our founder was named uh, Joe Coughlin. Uh, many affectionately refer to him as Uncle Joe. He was a sophomore at Wheaton College uh, in the Chicago, Illinois area. And he volunteered to uh, lead a Sunday school class of 12 12-year-old 12 boys. And he specifically volunteered for this one because they were kind of unruly. And he, he said, I, you know, that first meeting uh, took place in December of 1937. And it just really started to explode after that because he want, he knew how boys like to learn. He, he was a sophomore. His freshman year was at a military school in Pennsylvania. And he really started to dive into um, what makes boys tick and how they learn best. And they learn through activities and projects. And he didn't want to just um, have something for them to do. He wanted to have young men be able to go out and share the gospel throughout the entire world. Amen. That is why he started Christian Service Brigade. We have plenty of activities for our boys, sports, you know, um, you know, uh, even even in the context of a local church, there's a lot of activities that they can do. But our theme verse is Second Timothy two two, and it it goes, "What you have heard from me, amongst many witnesses, mm -hmm. entrust to faithful men, who will then be able to teach others also." And in that short verse, there's four generations of passing it on. And so our, you know, goal is not to just create disciples of Jesus Christ, but to create disciplers. Mm. He wanted mm. these boys and young men to come through, train and equip them to then to go out and share the gospel in their communities and neighborhoods and families. Amen. Amen. Scott, what is your role in the uh, in CSB? You may have said it. I don't recall. What's your role in uh, CSB? Uh, right now, I'm the president. Um, when I when I first started out, I was the regional director for Western New York, Western Pennsylvania. 
and with my with my background in accounting and finance, uh, they had asked me to serve as um, the director of finance and operations. And our president at the time who recruited me um, served a dual role in both our Canadian side of the organization as well as the U.S. And he, in 2014, he stepped back to concentrate just on Canada. And the board in 2015 asked if I'd serve as president. Amen. Yeah. Amen. What, what a great choice. Uh, what a great decision. You know, as people listen to you, uh, Scott, I'm sure they're wondering, well, how does this connect with uh, building the bridge? How does it connect with the Kingdom Group International and uh, racial issues and all? And maybe you can just share briefly, uh, how did we connect? How, how did you, we come together as we are today? Oh, this, this is great because, you know, I'm going to be extremely open and transparent here uh, about this. Um, quite frankly, Christian Service Brigade is in white suburban churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, uh, in the, in the, uh, one of our field staff who's now retired, he's, he was with us. He, he helps us with a part-time role. Um, one of his first projects when he came on staff was what was dubbed the Newark project. Mm-hmm. He moved from Chicago to New Jersey to establish of, of what we can do to take Christian service brigade to urban areas. Amen. And this was in, this was in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. And then in the 1980s, they, they, um, we established another goal and a mission and it just, it, it never really took root. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we were attempting in many different ways, but but our model is, it, as I mentioned, it takes men. Um, there are many many uh, ministries in the context of a local church, such as uh, Awana, and you know yeah. other other ones like that, mm-hmm. that uh, uh, predominantly are run by women. Because what happens when men drop the ball in stepping up in leadership roles? Women fill that gap. Amen. And, uh, you know, they, many great Awana groups run theirs separately with the boys and the girls, but most of them combine them. Mm-hmm. And not that that's wrong or there's anything wrong with that, but we, we feel that there's still a, um, an aspect of building a godly man when it's just boys, we can be a whole lot different. Amen. And, you know, and, and it takes a man to show them what a godly man looks like. Amen. And, uh- Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you could, you continue. Sorry. Well, and so, um, there, there, you know, we've been learning so many different things, especially in, in today's culture and, and day and age, we, uh, we would put out some of our publications or an appeal letter or things on our website. And we would get, you know, like, how come all of the pictures in here are of white boys mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it, it, and it's not that that was any thing done on purpose. Mm-hmm. We just weren't as diverse as we want to be. Mm-hmm. Now we've got a great brigade group at downtown Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I remember visiting them when I was a regional director and um, they, you know, every single one of our brigade meetings incorporates game time guys, especially the more aggressive the game, the more they love it. Um, you know, God built us with aggression and too many yes. times society, they're, mm-hmm. they're um, relating our aggression to violence 
and that's not the case. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> and, yes, it is. Um, I, I remember them going out and they emptied their pockets and there were like pocket knives and, and other things that they mm -hmm. would uh, they would put on the table when they'd go into game time that you wouldn't see, mm -hmm. you know, in a suburban church. This was downtown Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And it, so by, you know, our chairman there at that unit would, would ask us about, you know, uh, our diverse pictures and, and the way we're coming across. And so now we definitely have the mindset that, you know, everything that we put out needs to be a whole lot more diverse. Amen. And we want to make sure that it's not just a front that we're trying to pretend mm -hmm. because we, we, we want to, to create that. Mm -hmm. And so God has really answered our prayers with our Michigan, Indiana regional director. Mm -hmm. Alexander Smith has come mm -hmm. on uh, about a year ago. And mm -hmm. I know that he was on his way to some training that we sent him to last year, and he made a side trip to go visit you. Absolutely, yeah. In fact, Alexander's going to be on in a few weeks. I was going to bring that up in just a moment because I applaud you. I applaud CSB for doing more than just talking. You have made a an intentional move to reach young boys in the urban community. So I applaud you on that. Yes, and what it what it takes is somebody like Alexander who can bridge that gap. Yes. You know, for for me, it it's it's a little bit harder for me mm -hmm. because you know I um, I just point blank look different, mm -hmm. and not that that can't I can't make a difference because I know I can. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. been mentoring discipleship my whole life, but there's there's certain aspects I don't understand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, having somebody like Alexander train and teach us one thing that he taught me. And I, I think that you have backed it up after afterwards, Elmo, is that a lot of us will say things such as, well, I don't see in color. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and, and for many guys, that's, that's a little offensive mm -hmm. because he said, I do want you to see my color. Because I want you to understand mm -hmm. the, the, the challenges that I've got just because of the color of my skin. Yeah. Now, in my, in, in, in my defense, in, in some ways, what I like to do is I like to look at the character of a man. Because mm -hmm. there can be uh, jerks who are white and black and, mm -hmm. you know, all different colors of, Correct. you know, cultures, yeah. uh, you know, and, and bad character of, of all of them. Mm -hmm. um, but also, we, I, I, it really has taught me to understand that there is challenges that you face that I, that I haven't. Amen. And so that's one thing that Alexander has really um, helped me with. And um, Flint, Michigan has been in the news quite a bit because of their water. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're, they're, and um, Alexander mm -hmm. has started Brigade at a church in Flint. And one of the, you know, he, they were doing one of the um, meetings and one of the young men was shot mm -hmm. beforehand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's something I've never experienced. Mm -hmm. And Alexander growing up on the streets of Baltimore and then moving to Detroit, he, he can relate mm -hmm. um, to these young men. Yes. And, and the, the big part of it is he is surrounding adult men that's good. Shoulder to shoulder. That's very to train good. Train and equip them, because um, many times 
we can go in and it and it's like a vacation bible school yeah or it, it's a, a missions trip and that's not the way we want to look at it this sure. is not a missions trip we want to go in and we want to establish the men in that area amen. to train them to keep it going amen because too many times we go into urban settings and like i said we would we would treat it like a, a missions trip amen it's all fine when we're there for the week and a half yes but when, yes. when, when they go home everything would would fall you you've got to build it up amen so it's sustainable after amen scott you are giving us some good good stuff in fact i wish i could keep you on for like two hours but that wouldn't work okay <laughs> because what you're talking about is near and dear to our hearts uh we have been approached and sometimes even uh people have challenged us as to why is uh, our major event a men's unity breakfast well, what we share with them is that we're trying to bring men back to the role of leaders as God has made yeah. us. And uh, it doesn't at all diminish the importance of our women, our ladies, right. but it says that God created us to lead. We need to get back to that place. Listen, guys, I'm coming back with Scott in just a moment. I got to do this. We got to hear a word from one of our sponsors and uh, just stay with us. We will continue our discussion. What is it? The Men's Unity Breakfast, the Kingdom Group International Incorporated promotes racial and cultural healing and unity. As directed by Christ, the goal is to bring oneness among all people groups worldwide. The structure for accomplishing this is headship, friendship, partnership, fellowship, and relationship. These are the next best progressive steps to provoking racial and cultural healing. Join the unity movement and attend a men's unity breakfast. Visit kingdomgroup.co to register for an upcoming unity event. That's kingdomgroup.co. Register today. We look forward to meeting you there. Welcome back to our Building the Bridge podcast, where we're talking with just a great guy, a guy that is so warm and so loving. Uh, when you meet him, he's like uh, eight feet tall, it appears. <laughs> he, he's just about that much tall in the love and warmth that he has. Uh, he's laboring, uh, as you heard earlier, to tear down barriers that divide and build bridges that unite. Thus, we have connected it's been a God connection. I thank God for him. I want to go back, Scott, to uh, uh, CSB and the great work you guys are doing. Um, you all are about intergenerational masculine discipleship. Yes. Yet your organization hasn't strived, or this hasn't strived rather, in the Irving settings because it takes men to run it. Right. How can we change that, Scott? Well, I think part of it is what is Alexander is doing. We, uh, you know, there are many times we go back and forth is like, are we a curriculum company uh, organization or are we about an experience? And we uh, we're so much more about an experience because we uh, don't just sell books. We train the men how to use it and we try and get them to understand the minds of a boy and a young man. Hmm. And, you know, but our, our current resources, um, we have leaders guides for every age group. We Amen. span ages from age five all the way to 18. Amen. And so we help provide 
men the resources to run a weekly meeting. And the, most all of the meetings, no matter what the age group is, are, are comprised of similar components, mm -hmm. components such as game time. All boys love action. And as mm -hmm. I said, typically, usually the more aggressive the game, the more they love it. Mm -hmm. There is small group time where uh, they'll break up into, into smaller groups and, and, and have some sort of a, a, a discussion. There's large group time where there's uh, an activity. Uh, many, many, most of the times it's a, a hands-on project. I'm, I'm still currently a leader in the eight to 11 year olds and we're doing a module right now called Siege Weapons. Each boy is making his own catapult out of uh, a small catapult out of uh, wood and small wooden dowels. And then we always end up and wrap it up with some sort of a story that provides a spiritual application to wrap it all together. What, so what we're doing with siege weapons right now is we're teaching them that God is my fortress. Amen. That he's my protector. Yes. And you know, that, that, he is there for me in time of need. And so there's, there's always some sort of a spiritual application. So our, our resources um, are um, there for, for the men, but it doesn't always translate into the urban setting. Um, we, have, we have gone to Zambia, Africa um, often and have started many, many brigade groups there. In fact, our founder, Joe Coughlin, had a huge heart for missions. Um, there's a lot of brigade groups in Costa Rica and on, on Honduras, but what has made those successful is they have not just taken our material and translated it into their language. They have modified it to fit their cultural needs, um, the, the needs of their boys, and you know, maybe even the supplies, you know, s some of the projects in our materials um, might be too costly that you would uh, need to purchase to make some of these projects. And so this is what Alexander is doing in Flint is he's taking our current materials and rewriting them in a way that is gonna fit within this environment. And that's, that's gonna be one big aspect going forward in the future is that we will be able to take um, this model, what we're doing here, and hopefully replicate it all Amen. across the country. Amen. And by by making it, and we don't want to make it too easy for a man, but we want to make it easy enough for him to say, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And when when he, when a man can say, I can do that yes. and jump in, it's it, it then then it's going to be uh, easily replicated across the country. Amen. And it encourages the man. It empowers the man so much. And if there's anything we need in our urban communities right now, we need men who are encouraged, men who are empowered, men to know that, uh, you know, God made you to lead and to have the passions that you have. Let me talk a little bit more. Let's talk a little bit more about Scott. And um, I want to know, basically, Scott, uh, tell us, how has your thinking changed? over the years on racial issues? Well, as I had mentioned, um, you know, what Alexander taught me is uh, about, I don't see in color. I've um, been in a lot of different settings in the military, you know, and, and in the corporate world, now in ministry. And I've always had the aspect of being very in, inclusive 
in any friends. I've, I've, um, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but you know, be humble that I, um, I thought that I never saw in color. <laughs> you know, which I won't ever use that uh, that again. Um, so my, myself personally, um, I've I, I feel that it I've been blessed in 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 that regard. Great. Um, help those who are listening by maybe sharing with them one thing you know that everybody can do to address the divisive racial conditions of our world. Um, this is doesn't take a rocket scientist to come up with what a person can do, one person, what that person can do to address the racial divide all around us. Oh, the kind of what's been going on in our in the political realm, mm -hmm. you know, we, uh, uh, I know you're on Facebook, I'm on Facebook, and so many people share their opinions on what's going on. Mm -hmm. Has Facebook or social media ever changed anybody's mind? That's a good point. No. What, what you need to do is you need to sit down with somebody one-on-one -on -one yes. and talk about your differences. Mm -hmm. Talk about, um, you know, uh, the challenges that you face, mm -hmm. your own philosophies and, and how you back it up. It's that personal relationship aspect that is going to really, really go far with us in, in uh, you know, the unity, the racial unities that we're, we're talking about. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, you, you can't do it in a broad scale and be really, really effective in my mind. You've got, you've got to get down to the grassroots and start making friends. Amen. You know, Scott, what you're talking about right now is exactly what we do with the uh, Men's Unity Breakfast. And I tell people, we're not about wholesale change. Uh, this is a grassroots effort. And it happens one, two guys together who generally build a relationship. They have to learn to build trust and respect and start doing things together. It takes a lot of intentionality. And we hear that word a lot, but yeah. one has to move from their comfort zone to a place where maybe they're not as comfortable, but it, it works. Uh, for four years now, nearly, we have proven that it does work. So I, I agree with you. I was uh, uh, this past February before all the lockdowns, I was in um, O'Fallon just outside of St. Louis at an iron sharpens iron. And uh, I have a seminar, um, mentoring manhood in a gender neutral society a whole nother huge topic. Um, but what was coming out was there was a, a, a young youth pastor there. And I would show some clips of some people of the young people of today and how they felt. And, you know, that, you know, their feelings of mm -hmm. um, gender is fluid and, and, and all of that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a lot of the older guys were laughing. Well, this youth pastor towards the end, and, and my intention was not to make fun of anybody mm -hmm. because the, the way that I wrap it up is there, there, to me, it's, there really isn't a gender confusion. There's hurt in your past mm -hmm. that you're, that we're allowing you to, to feel this way. And this youth pastor was almost in tears saying, you don't know, you know, you're not grasping what's with our youth of today. And so my suggestion was, all right, what, you know, and I asked the youth pastor what church he was from. Mm -hmm. And like, is anybody else from this church? 
the you know 50 or older mm-hmm. why don't you guys start to get together mm-hmm. and and bridge that generational gap to help mm-hmm. start to help understand each other yes. i know that's exactly what you're doing at the unity breakfast yes you know that yes. you know uh that there's just as much sometimes uh you know gap mm-hmm. in generations yes as there is in you know racial cultural lines yes yes very good one of the things we say constantly we tell people we're all about tearing down obstacles tearing down barriers and there are many of them they're not just racial but there's a lot of them listen guys we're listening we're going to come back in just a moment uh with uh, scott heimer as we kind of wrap up and give him an opportunity to make some statements and to let you know how you can get in touch with uh, christian service brigade i believe this is a wonderful avenue especially in light of the fact that uh, our major boys organization is under such attack today. I'm sure there are people looking for alternatives. So we'll be back in just a moment. Are you ready to hire the help you need to grow and support your ministry? Therese Winters with Mind Your Business Virtual Solutions has got you covered. As your virtual assistant, she will help you save time each week, focus on what you do best, ensure details are attended to, projects are managed, and focus on your priorities and grow your ministry. Accomplish more, juggle less. Book your discovery call to get started. Therese Winters with Mind Your Business Virtual Solutions. Call 337-623-4442 or schedule your call at mindyourbiz.com forward slash discovery. Let Therese help you today. She works virtually just as she is in your office. That's Therese Winters with M-I-N-E-Y-O-B-I-Z dot com. Mind Your Biz provides all administrative support to the kingdomgroup.co. And we're also blessed to have them working with us. Remember, mindyourbiz.com. Thank you again for staying with us. As you know, at this point, we have with us today, uh, just a great friend of ours, uh, Scott Hyman of the Christian Service Brigade, and uh, he has blessed us. You understand, some of you, why we are as close as we are. It's not because we sit on the same boards or we see each other at conferences, but um, I thank God for this man's heart. And what I want to do as we close out this episode of the Building the Bridge podcast is give Scott an opportunity to make some final comments as God leads him. And also stress, it's important that he gives us the contact information. So those of you who are listening uh, can make contact with CSB or with Scott directly with your questions or comments. Thank you, Scott. Yes, and you know, uh, some other transparency. One thing that really keeps my passion fueled for this type of ministry of investing in our next generation of godly men is my own family. In 1999, and it, it, it's interesting that it all coincided when I started to get involved in Christian Service Brigade, my wife of 16 years walked out on uh, me and my four children, three of which uh, of were boys and sons. And I never thought that that would happen. One of the hardest things for me to grasp as a man was to accept something that was out of my control. And uh, I 
really learned a lot about my fatherhood through that time. And some of the, the failings that I had were not being intentional enough because what the world and the culture is throwing at us, we cannot just sit back as men and let our example be enough. I know Titus 2 tells us to be that godly example. But if we're not intentional enough, the world, I like to say it this way, if we don't mentor and disciple our boys and young men, the world will. Amen. And quite frankly, the world's winning. And um, too many men are sitting on the sidelines watching it happen. And then all of a sudden we'll say, all right, why is this issue happening? Why is that issue happening? Because we did not invest in our boys. You I, you and I were on that call yesterday with Robert Lewis, mm -hmm. and he he said that there's two must-dos, and we need to get an understanding of what our young men of today need. Mm -hmm. Our ministry is 83 years old, and we need to kind of reinvent ourselves. We need to we need to figure out what's going on with the young man of today. Mm -hmm. 10, 20, 30 years ago, boys would bring their achievement books with them. They don't bring books anymore. They all have smartphones. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we, we need to, we need to catch up with those times. And the, the second one is, is we know, we need to know how to reach them. Right. And, you know, and with that intentionality that, that I talked about. Mm -hmm. And so um, those are, that's something that's extremely near and dear to my heart. My youngest son um, got him into, in, into brigade when he was six years old, went all through it. And as I had mentioned, those five other men, we mm -hmm. each gave each other permission to speak into our son's life. Mm -hmm. Robert Lewis in his book, Raising a Modern Day Night, calls that a community of men. Mm -hmm. Made a huge, huge world of difference uh, between my two oldest sons and my youngest. Okay. And, you know, my youngest son, he, um, very involved in his local church, is one of the youth leaders there, um, you know, just, you know, on fire for, for, uh, Christ and my, uh, my, my two oldest, well, let's put it this way. They need lots of prayer. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I do understand. So Tell us about how, how we can get in touch with CSB and you. Yes. Our, our website is csbministries.org. CSB stands for Christian Service Brigade. And there is a, a contact us button, uh, our, uh, page that you can contact us. We, um, uh, we have regional directors across North America um, that we can put you in touch with um, and, and how you may be able to start this at your local church. Um, we are now, you know, in the, in the days of COVID and other things going on in the local church, we're exploring ways that we can go outside those four walls. Our board of directors in the 1940s said that we we can only partner with local churches because of the accountability aspect. It becomes a ministry of that, but the landscape of the local church is changing drastically. Yes. yes I mean, by, by the hour sometimes. Yes. And so we, we want, we're, we want to explore on how men can replicate this in Amen. their communities. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Uh, hi, uh, for being with us today. I don't know what else more to say. If you haven't been touched, uh, 
then I'm going to continue to pray for you because there are guys like Scott. There are a bunch of other guys just like him that's involved with CSB. He mentioned Alexandra Smith. Uh, I know Brother Joey and I talk often, and uh, there's some other men who are doing this, and we're concerned about the next generation. Uh, we're concerned about what we've seen in the last few months on our television, the scenes, uh, the rioting, the burning, and all the confusion that's in our young people today. And I just thank God for CSB and men like Scott. Um, we're going to end today. Uh, as I said earlier, it's up to me. I would stay here another hour and pick this man's brain, but you have an opportunity by going to uh, the website csbministries.org and find out more about them. Again, thank you, Scott. And as we leave today, I'm going to ask you to pray us out. And God bless you, my brother. Thank you. Love you, Elmo. It's just, I've been so honored and blessed to get to know you um, over these. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think back of when we first met. I know it was at one of the Iron Sharpens Iron National Leadership things. You know, me. Yes. Um, I don't know if you were in Richmond in 2013. Uh, Probably not. I think it probably was two fifteen, maybe or two sixteen, maybe. That yes, it, it it has been great to get to know you through you know NCMM and Iron Sharpens Iron and other aspects, and I consider you a true brother. And I'd I'd be I'd be honored to pray us out. Amen. Father, we're so grateful for this uh, time that we could spend together, and just so grateful for your love, yes. your mercy, and your grace upon our lives hallowed be your name. You are so amazing and wonderful to us. And, and your promises continue to ring true today. And I just want to just pay, pray a special blessing upon Elmo and his ministry and this podcast of building the bridge and all the efforts that Elmo, you have just laid upon his heart of bridging that gap. And building the building the unity, and we're grateful that we have technology such as this that we can get your words spread out, literally around the world. Continue to bless Elmo and the Kingdom Group and all that they're doing, and we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Until the next time. Elmo Winters signing out with the Building the Bridge podcast. God bless.